Hey everyone, it's Marina McTee, your video and podcast director, and today we have an episode of Westminster Stories from staff reporter Mackenzie Denault. She talks with Westminster student Joe Richardson about his time in the military and what inspired him to go into family and marriage counseling. Let's take a listen. This is Mackenzie Denault with The Forum, and I'm going to be interviewing Joe Richardson today. He's a junior at Westminster College. So, Joe, can you just tell me what you're majoring in at Westminster? Uh, I'm majoring in uh, Outdoor Studies, the Environmental Studies program with a minor in Outdoor Education. Okay, perfect. Um, so, you're in the Army. You've kind of talked to me a little bit about you being in the Army. So, can you kind of tell me, like, why you initially decided that that was, like, the best path for you at the time? Uh, when I was young, I grew up with both my parents being in the military, so I kind of grew up always around it. Uh, initially, I wanted to go to a service academy, so either the Air Force Academy was my number one. Um, I wanted to be a a pilot. That was my dream all growing up, is I wanted to go fly. Um, but when time came and I was starting to finish out of high school, uh, my parents made it very, very uh, apparent that there was no help when it came to college. So I'd have to figure out how to get college paid for if I wanted to go to school. So I decided to, to enlist in the army out of high school. So with you like enlisting in the army, was that like a hard decision for you to make? Like, was there any hesitation? No, it was pretty, it was pretty easy. My, uh, so I did it as a junior in high school instead of a senior. So I was called what's a split, what's called a split op. So it's when you have your training pulled in two separate times. So when I was a junior in high school, as soon as I graduated my junior year, I had three days and then I left for basic training. I was gone the whole summer. I came back and I finished basic training. I came back and I had three days before my senior year of high school. Um, So once I figured that out, I came back and I had about a year of working with the National Guard and doing different stuff while I was still finishing high school. But it it was a completely... Uh, easy decision for me personally because one of the things I mean my recruiter the one that initially got me in uh, to the National Guard at the time he said he's I was one of the fastest people that he's ever put into the army like I walked in with it on a Tuesday and it was less than a week before I was in the military That's awesome glad that you're able to get in so quickly because it does seem like it'd be a lot longer of a process outweighing the pros and the cons would you say that there's more pros to like kind of the path you started to to take right in high school or would you say there's like more cons just thinking about it overall in the position you're in now personally i think there's more more more, uh, pros than cons because i mean the just the things i've done in the military have driven me so forward just in life i mean how many 17 to 18 year old kids get to spend a year uh, doing I was in a part of what's called the funeral detail for the National Guard so I did for about a year I got into my full uniforms and they took me to different military funerals I folded the flags for I mean two of them were World War II veterans that fought in the Battle of the Bulge so there's events like that that have such humbling times and ideas uh, that kind of drove me to be a little bit more um, mature than my peers. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my peers went out and they were partying and stuff like that. I mean, I was studying for the ACT to take again to get into college. I was studying. I was always trying to work harder than the person next to me. And that was something that the Army taught me from the very, very start. 
and it just continues to get I mean the biggest thing that the army I think has taught me is like uh never turn down an opportunity and that just continued to to push me farther and farther down the road because now I've got to the point where I'm going to a beautiful school like Westminster and I could I could say I've I haven't paid a dollar for school yeah that... I've paid times with my life I mean I've done I've been on almost in four years now but at the same time I've always known I've wanted to do this I enjoy my time doing it I love helping people um so I think it's it's a little bit better yeah well good for you for going after like what you want that's a really great thing to have um so we've talked a little bit about you and your family and kind of just like your family and your life um growing up like, so would you feel like comfortable talking a little bit more about that and like, just about like your family and your growing up? Yeah, absolutely. So I will say that the military has some things that aren't great. I'm not going to come out and say that every single thing is amazing. The military is not a bad thing. I would suggest the military to anyone. Um, but there are things that unfortunately aren't the best when it comes to the military sometimes and some of those things um that have directly affected me is and people i i've cared about friends and different stuff like that is the marriage rates in the military are very they fluctuate like crazy because you think about it there's not many professions today that ask a family to to grow to to start all their their lives together and then be have the father figure or the mother figure or both in some cases pulled away from sometimes for a year sometimes for a year and a half um and when i was younger my dad did two years so he was gone for a total of five years of my life on deployments which i mean was pretty tough because my parents split up at when I was three. So I was living with my mom at the time and he was gone for about five years with a little communication. Um, so that was pretty tough. Um, but then I switched over once he got out of the military. Um, and I think a big thing that people think of when they think about the military is how like men should act in the military and how like, that is it has to be a certain way mm -hmm. um and my dad was like to the t of that like didn't like showing affection in public like didn't all these these stereotypes that people believe my dad was the perfect perfect one <laughs> um so that i think is one of the biggest things that i enjoy almost breaking down is the stereotypes of the military so kind of going like with that like, where do you see, like, your life going from this point forward? Yeah, it's definitely, so the last uh, two years I spent at a military college, I mean, every single day was formations in the morning, working out super early, school all day, small, tiny rooms made of brick, but a really tight-knit class. So I started with about 60, and we ended up with about 23. Um, found some of the best friends I've ever had. That's one of the things the military gives is the absolute just uh, crazy brotherhood, which is awesome. Um, but 
I was very, very gun ho on going active duty and going and being full-time army and everything like that. When I was at the school, um, I competed to go to a specialty school called airborne where they teach you to jump out of planes and stuff like that. Um, and I loved it. I mean, I loved my time when I was out there training and I was in the mo in the moment focused. Um, but then I got kind of, I got hurt in an accident about, uh, almost a year ago now. And it took me about six months of different medical boards and different people deciding my fate. And that was going to be, if I was in the military still, if I was going to become an officer, um, if I was going to have to pay back my school. And it kind of got to the point where I was thinking, I love the military and I love the army, but it may be, I've always joined because I wanted to be a medevac pilot. I wanted to go fly and I wanted to save people. That's kind of something that I have always wanted, but that's the best way growing up. I thought I could help people. I thought that was the way, one of the only ways I thought I could. And then I started going through some family stuff once COVID hit, um, got better from my injury and kind of had one of those like come to Jesus moments that I realized I want to do um, something that helps not only civilians, but people in the military. So I decided that I wanted to stay National Guard, wanted to go back to school to get my master's and I wanted to go in family and marriage counseling on the outside and then I wanted to do behavioral um, counseling in the military to help those soldiers that maybe have marriage, family, um, maybe PTSD, or just need somebody to talk to. Because there's um, that stereotype that people like men especially can't reach out for help. And I believe that's so wrong. And uh, the amount of help that uh, somebody like a, a smile to the right person could change an entire course of a day. And I fully believe that. So I definitely wanted to realize and decided in the last probably four months um, that that's the way I wanted to go the counseling or the therapy route, just because people have demons and things that they're fighting that they may not, they may think that they're too macho or too uh, tough to go talk about and if I could help break that down being a soldier being doing cool things but still being able to help people in a way that's a little bit more intimate I definitely wanted to do that yeah I like that you know even though your plans didn't necessarily work out the way you wanted it to you're still taking a route to be able to help people yeah it's absolutely it's it's crazy to think but it's it's I mean I've never been active duty. I've stayed guard my entire career so far because I've been in school. So I mean, active duty, those, I'm not even going to try to pretend to know what that is. That's like, um, right. both, both my parents were active duty. So I mean, I kind of grew, I grew up in like four different high schools and four different schools throughout uh, my life and moving every couple of years and, and stuff like that. So I saw it from a from a child from the uh, dependent side, but being a National Guard soldier, I have been fortunate to stay in the states where I reside. So I've been in the Utah Guard and I've been in the Pennsylvania National Guard. Um, but yeah, it's still National Guard guys still deploy and a lot of them come from, from active duty. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really, 
it's tough because like especially those active duty guys they have like the cheating rates and that stuff it's real i mean i've seen fam not exactly family members but close family friends have that happen to them on deployments and i've just seen horrible things happen to families so i think that's one of the big things that between my own family issues and those seeing i'd say one of the biggest things the motivators was going through a divorce in the last seven months due to covid i have a 14 year old sister and just seeing how that affected her at such a hard age right. for her and how maybe one person talking to her one person setting her straight making her telling her it's okay when maybe her parents can't um could make a big difference uh the, ch the children feel it just as much as, the, as a, adults and sometimes they don't realize that yeah i totally agree with that so it's really great that you're thinking about all aspects of you know the military family you're thinking of the person who could be active duty or maybe not even active duty and then you're thinking of like the family members and then you're even going as far as thinking of like the kids which is really great kind of said earlier it's a very intimate job like you you have to be able to open up to people and you have to be able to um give them good feedback and you have to be able to uh em empathize with people and that's that's a big thing that people stereotypically don't think of the military as um with people they think lack empathy which that's something that through all the trainings i've been to and the great leaders that i've had um they've taught me that's probably one of the most important aspects of being a leader in the military is understanding where your what your people are going through and helping them with that um so reading that like or hearing that from leaders and then i read a book that once i read this one single quote from it it kind of changed my whole leadership mentality like how i thought because i thought the same thing i gotta run faster than everyone i gotta push harder than everyone i have to do whatever i can to be that leader that is just stronger than everyone um but once i read this quote from a book called outlaw platoon uh, the author says that there are no heroes, just men that aren't afraid to love. And it kind of clicked for me. Like the good leaders that you hear about, not even just military, just in general, are those men that aren't afraid to give up something for people they care about. So that kind of made me think more and more of like, how could I care for other people in a way that's not going to be like frowned upon? And then I kind of like came in, like, again, had like a come to Jesus moment, like, I've done enough in my life and made enough sacrifices in my life that if somebody is going to come up to me and tell me that my route is stereotypically girly or stereotypically like not, not the route I'm meant to be, then they just don't know me that that's yeah. not like, luckily my mom is very supportive of, supportive of it. And I mean, she's, She's one of the most badass people I know. She was a parachute rigger in the military. She's jumped from, I think she said over 70 planes. Um, she was a helicopter pilot. I mean, she's like the definition of like hardcore. <laughs> but then on the same aspect is she's one of the most caring people I've ever met. Like loves animals, loves people, loves, she's having a baby here soon. So it's like, those are the, the leaders you want to take from, not the people that push like anger and push 
resentment on people um, because that's toxic leadership. And that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. Uh, what are your plans for after that? Do you see yourself continuing um, in the National Guard or within the military? Or what do you kind of see yourself doing after you've served the your years? Uh, so what I kind of see is I have, I think it's seven years left on my contract right now. And that's all National Guard time. So I have another three years of non-deployment time. So that means I'm still in school, I'm gonna be in training and stuff like that. But once I get back from that, I mean, if my unit deploys, I will go with them. But what I kind of see happening and what my, my goal is, is I'd like to stay National Guard in what we call an M-Day soldier, which an M-Day soldier means that you only do your military like obligations the one weekend a month and then the two to three weeks in the summer. That's your obligation. Then we call those M-Day soldiers. Um, on the other side, we have what's called as ADOS and AGR, which are full-time National Guard soldiers. So they're technically full, they're technically active duty, but they stay in the state. Like they don't have to worry about moving. They just do their army job full-time. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of the route I'm still trying to decide if that's what I want to do. After my training, if I'm fully certified in the behavioral um, counseling, then maybe come back and see if there's a job open because the military has amazing benefits for active duty members. So if that's a route that I'm kind of exploring to see if I could get, um, if not, it would be, I do my military once, once a month. At that point in the next five years, I would be probably in charge of what they call a company. I'm looking to get my platoon time now since I'm an officer, I'd be in charge of different people. So um, yeah, it's a little bit different. Officer, officer route usually has some sort of um, command. So in the next five years, I'd hope to take a command somewhere. Um, I just don't know where that would be yet. I mean, that's just gonna kind of decide when the time comes. Um, but if I'm just doing National Guard um, once a month, I'm going to hopefully finish my school, uh, get my master's, and then start working um, for a marriage and uh, family counselor somewhere in the state, either up uh, or down south around Salt Lake City, or I don't know, just kind of depends on where, uh, where the jobs are for those. Yeah. Well, that seems really great. Do you have anything else that like you would want anybody listening to this podcast to know specifically about like military or anything just about you that you haven't already expressed? Um, I, I would definitely say if military is something that you wanted and like it's a great way to get school paid for. Like if you, if you've ever thought about it, I will say it's it's not as hard as people make it out to be. I mean, if you are a good listener, you could do what you're told, and you just you have a good drive, then the military is something that most people can do if you're medically qualified for it. And it it's smart. And I mean, I I would suggest it to anyone. Not everyone in the in the military is full like. She's going to come up and punch you in the face for no reason. There's, there's people in the military like that. Don't get me wrong. Like there's some wild people, but not all of us are like that. Uh, there are a lot of people that care more about 
people than they do about status. Um, and those are the good, those are the good ones in the military. So definitely if you're, if you're listening to this and you're especially a Westminster student, um, just kind of, kind of think of it, just maybe stop an ROTC student. We have a bunch on campus. I think we have 15, um, stop by the veteran center and, and just talk to those guys. They, um, a lot of them are like, are very, very good people. And definitely we had a discussion with a student on campus yesterday um, that the uniform may look kind of intimidating at a first glance, but when Tuesday's afternoon comes, comes around and I'm no longer at work doing my military stuff, I might just be on campus grabbing some food because I'm hungry. I'm still a student, I'm still a person. Um, so people could always come up and ask questions or just talk because it's not, I'd never turn anyone away because they're not military or anything like that. I, a lot of the people, especially me, I serve for people, not don't serve for myself. That's for sure. Right. So that's, that's a big thing I'd say is just don't be intimidated of the military. A lot of the people are more, some of the most selfless people you'll ever meet. And those people are the people you want in your life because they'll do anything for you. This was Mackenzie and Joe Richardson. And Joe just gave us a little glimpse into the military and what it's like to live a life after the military. So we'll see you next time.